0: Welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast. We're, uh, we're airing on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. Now, through the various streaming means, if you have the app on your computer, we're on several different other ones. So look for the CMAC TV app and you can watch all of our programs There, We're also on podcast, a Spotify for podcasters, and Spotify is also the place where we have our podcast parked. We also are on radio, Talk Radio 1550 KXEX in the Central Valley of California. Today we're going to be talking about something that we're all going to go through, whether we like it or not, whether we want to get old or not. All of us at some point in our life are going to have to think about elderly care, and that's a big topic because as you see the baby boomer generation, uh, people are living longer, and so we need to start talking about and thinking about this early, and our guest is Ethel Groger. She is the CEO of CareMax Senior Solutions and also a member of the Home Care Association of America. Ethel, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. And yes, um, this is a topic that we really need to talk about as a community um, because um, seniors, you know what they say, there's about 10,000 seniors in America that are turning 65 every day and about to um, get bigger in 2024, and so um, I'll share with you guys some stats later on, um, but today I'd like to discuss about you know, what type of elderly care is available and what can we watch out for when getting into this type of conversation with um, um, our aging um, community and their families.
0: I mean, first of all, this is going to come faster than we really realize. Like, I I don't know, I was the other day, I was looking at pictures of myself 20 years ago, and I thought, where did the time go? And, you know, as I look at my parents and my family members, I see that they're aging too. I mean, this is something that's going to come quicker than we realize, right, Ethel?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's kind of, I would say it's going to become a pandemic. pretty soon um if we're not in it yet um and it's kind of one of the things that i have observed um before as well um we have dealt with you know our my 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 mother-in-law in the past and my father-in-law and it's kind of a pretty scary thing when you don't know what to expect and what to do what's the next step especially if they have to if if they get confined in the hospital, and then you don't know what's next, right? So it's happening to everybody. We're living longer. So I think we really need to have discussions about this.
0: When should that discussion happen? Now, I know that like, my parents, they're late 60s, early 70s. And I know other parents in their 50s. I'm in my 40s. So like, when should we have this discussion with people about their future care? I mean, how young is too young? How old is too old? Give our audience a little bit of perspective on when this conversation should happen.
1: Well, sevak it has to be right away. I'm in my 40s and I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> Well, it's advisable to have conversations like this um, as soon as possible before uh, something big happens, right? Because most of the time what I've observed is our, like with a lot of our clients that we take care of, um, it happens when something big already happened and now you're left They're they're all panicking and they're left with okay what to do so when this is this can be this can be just an a, a casual family conversation um, but a lot of families don't like to talk about it because it has to do with finance it has to do with who, 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 the house like who's who is it gonna go to Um, Or like who's going to take care of mom and dad if that really happens and nobody wants to take responsibility for that until it happens who's going to drive mom and dad if they can no longer drive. So a lot of this type of discussions um, needs to be brought up. Um, And it's better when when you could put all of this together in place as soon as possible. So. One of the key th- that some of the key things that you need to discuss about are living arrangements, you know, uh, where is mom and dad going to live when this t- when the time comes, health care preferences, financial planning, daily assistance, who's going to be taking care of them, medical care preferences, social and emotional well being a lot of our senior nowadays deal with isolation and loneliness. Um, So because most of their children are living out of state or in another town or in another, you know, country Um, legal matters that I think I see this all the time, there is no will, there is no trust in place. And so everybody's trying to be the decision maker um, for mom and dad. Um, And it causes a lot of family rifts. Um so having this um in place ahead of time is really really helpful cultural or religious considerations you know we have a lot you know Fresno Fresno county we're a very diverse community here so there may be a certain ritual like I know for myself I've already got my um living will or trust put together and I already put it in there for my kids okay this is how I want to be you know (laughs) so um caregiver preferences do they want to stick with family or are they okay using a professional caregiver or or if a family is taking care of mom and dad how do we prevent caregiver burnout right so then again, it's going to go back to the financial planning. How are they going to pay for the cost of caregiving?
0: And, you know, I want to just stop. You make some wonderful points, by the way. There is a lot that goes into this type of decision making. So, I mean, this can be hours of conversation with family. It could be, and it could be challenging, correct? Because You know, what happens if there's a disagreement between siblings on how to take care of mom or who takes care of mom? Tell us a little bit about the differences between home health care and the medical aspect. Like, there's a lot of companies out there right now that provide health care in the home, but some of them provide medical care in the home. Can you tell us a little bit about what the differences are and your experience with uh, the company that you're running?
1: Yes, definitely, and this is this is actually what I really wanted to share with a lot of um, people today is because everybody's so confused what's happening what agency is that and which one is in-home care which one is home health care oh wait there's you're not from the home health care you're from hospice so everybody is confused and we get this all the time as a matter of fact we had we were just taking care of a family who thought we were home health care um but said no ma'am we are your in-home care agency and we provide caregivers so home health care basically involves medical services um, typically this is ordered by the doctor after you're being discharged from the rehab or the hospital um, so that could be you could have like a nurse or a physical therapist coming to your house Um, and, and they would take care of your medical needs, like making sure that you're recovering well, or if you have wound care, um, they want to make sure that it's healing well, and you're not, you're not having any other source. So that's home health. So when it has to do with medical professionals, like nurses and physical therapists, that's home health. Now, um, medical care. Um, has to do with kind of a lot of the medical health care, health-related services. And that can be an hospital-based care or a rehab uh, nursing facilities care. Um, So you you wouldn't be at home um, when it comes to medical care like that. Now, in-home care is totally different. We're non-medical. So we only take care of our clients when they need assistance with their daily activities or um, companionship or light housekeeping. So we're the ones that's there for more than two hours, depending on their needs. Home health, when they're being ordered, and this goes for hospice care too. Okay, so people probably asking about what's hospice care, right? Hospice care comes to their homes too, Um, but they take care of uh, people that are kind of close to dying. Um, So when you have home health or hospice agencies come to your homes, you typically have the nurses. Um, In home care were non-medical. I'm just kind of repeating it out there. So remember, home health care and hospice, medical, in home care, non-medical. And home health care and hospice care, um, they typically only stay at your home between one to two hours, or maybe, and also, they also only visit maybe once or twice a week. So it's very limited versus in-home care. We could be there for however, how many hours you need us to be there.
0: And, you know, I I saw the difference between this the first time when my grandparents got older, there was one company that came and did the medical stuff. Yes. The nurse. And then another company helped to came, brought somebody to help them clean up and, you know, do other things around the house that needed to be done. So let me ask you, there are a lot of elders who want to live alone still. They want to live alone. You know, they, they're still feeling good enough that they could live alone. But they need that extra help around the house, maybe in the yard, maybe the companionship. I mean, there's a lot of people you mentioned are yeah. lonely. They're lonely. So which company would be the one that would say, OK, I'm going to come and I'm going to help you clean up. I'm going to give you a shower. I'm going to, you know, do all this other stuff.
1: So a lot of times it just depends on their needs. A lot of our seniors, if they're still feeling pretty independent, pretty strong, they just need help around the house, then they're just requiring companionship pretty much. And that person would help around the house with, you know, it could be from um, a little bit of gardening, a little bit of running errands, a little bit of cooking, you know. Um, and then it, it, it really, it just really varies. Now, that could be a family member, that could be a relative. Um, most of the times they start off that way. Um, now, when it gets to a point where you know, they're on their own, there's no family around, and they really need help transferring from their bed to the bathroom, or changing clothes, or bathing, or um, grooming, you know, personal care, um, and then most of the time, they tend to lean towards the professional caregivers, You so are- that's when they call the agencies, basically, yeah.
0: You are listening to San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast. We're recording out of the beautiful CMAC studios in downtown Fresno. We air on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. But if you have the different streaming apps like Amazon Prime, I saw this app this cmac app on Amazon Prime. And we were watching on Amazon Prime, Hulu, and all the other various ways that people are streaming today. You can find our app and tune in there. We're on radio, Talk Radio 1550 KXEX in the Central Valley of California. And finally, we're on podcasts. Spotify is where we are, along with probably 10 to 15 other podcast mediums. Find our podcast and listen to the many interviews that we've done but today we're going to be talking about something and we are talking about something very important look we're all of us are going to go through it whether we like it or not you know you've heard me say that you know I feel younger now than I was in my 20s and you know take care of yourselves and stuff like that but regardless of all that stuff we're all going to get older I mean that's just the way the the world works that's the way life works Our guest is Ethel. Groger. She is the CEO of CareMax Senior Solutions. She's also a member of the Home Care Association of America. Welcome again, Ethel, to the program.
1: Thank you, Seva.
0: So the million dollar question, we've been talking about all these different things, and we're going to continue talking about a different aspect because there's something called IHSS as well. But before we get there, who pays for these programs? Is it the family? Is it Medi-Cal? Is it Medicare? Is it the government? Is it a rich uncle that decides they're going to pay? Who pays for this stuff?
1: Yeah. So that is a million dollar question. Like who pays for it and what are the costs of this? And it can be pretty scary for a lot of the seniors because our seniors don't usually have any more income sources. They rely on their social securities, they rely on their pension. And most of the time it's not enough to cover the cost of extended care at home. So for in-home care agencies like um, ours, payment sources can come from private funds. It can come from uh, long-term care insurance policies. um, It can come from the VA um and or um it can come from nonprofit organizations so long-term care um so most of the time private funds um most of the time that we see private funds um are coming from their children um so children because there is nothing set up for mom and dad and children have to take care of them. And if they're out of town, they're forced to have somebody come in for mom and, mom and dad. Um, so they will pay for those. But those are, when it's private funds, it's a very limited time because it can drain their bank accounts really quick. Um, long-term care insurance policies basically are um, insurance policies that our senior community have purchased way ahead of the time, um, and they're still paying their premiums. So this can help a lot um, on the um, extended care at home because long-term care insurance policies, this can cover not just in-home care, but assisted living, nursing home care, and other types of care that they need at, at home or when they're recovering. Um, it's just a matter of what what do what features do they have and what's covered and then there's also VA so you know veterans it's we have a lot of veterans in the USA and unfortunately not a lot of them know that um, there is a homemaker and home care aids program Um, that's separate from aid and attendance uh, waivers and the housebound uh, program. So if they are a veteran and if they receive pension, um, this may be something that they may be eligible for. Um, I would really suggest to use this feature. So, but they have to be enrolled with the VA because they could use this um, in lieu of other, with their private funds or their maybe their long-term care insurance policy doesn't cover everything. So it helps to offset the cost of it. And then there's also other nonprofit organizations in town that fundraise. Um, they could be getting funding from the federal government, but a lot of it, they do fundraising and ch- charity. Um, to be able to raise money and then allocate those to their um, senior um, applicants who is looking to get some hours for um, um, care at home. So those, those um, avenues could be used to pay for in-home care.
0: And then the other part here is this whole different world, which is IHSS. And so I know that there are people who become care providers through that. Is that, what can you tell us about IHSS?
1: So IHSS is a program, I think it's a medical program for the low-income families that cannot afford, um, 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 agencies, private agencies, independent agencies, um, and so you have to go in and apply for that. Um, it's through the county, and they're government funded. Um, now, it, also the, with the uh, the thing about IHSS, says they will assess you uh, based on uh, your assets, your income. Um, and so and then that's how they're going to figure out, okay, this is how much we can um, we can give you for um, help at home. And typically with IHSS, you become the employer when you hire um, caregivers that are signed up with the IHSS. Or you can also, it, sometimes some families have their own family member, apply for IHSS, and then they become, they, they get assigned as the caregiver for the care recipient. Um, so that's the only difference. And it's also very limited um, hours. Um, and the thing about IHSS, if you use IHSS and then you use VA, you can only use one you cannot double, double dip
0: <laughs> so i what i'm hearing you say is people need to do their research yes. people need to find out what works best for their own families and their own situation because you know not too far from where we're where we're recording is the uh, armenian community home and that has built a lot of assisted living facilities and a lot of housing there that's senior housing so what i see is there's a lot of different avenues. We just got to find the right one, correct?
1: Yes, definitely do your research. And, and see, this is what's so sad about the whole thing because a lot of our seniors are on their own. So they're not really technology savvy. And with so much technology we have nowadays, they don't even know how to use the computer. I had a call one day from a, from a, 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 a senior male And he's like, "Um, I'm not calling for asking for care. But since you're a senior care agency, maybe you could guide me where I could, who I could call so I could learn how to use the computer. So and that's the thing. It's just I'm like, oh, yes, sure, definitely. If so, I gave them the Fresno Madera Agency for Aging's phone number because that is one a really good place to call for resources as far as transportation, meals, education and things like that. Um, there's a lot of research that needs to be done when you're trying to figure out um, senior care and that's why it's best to do this before something happens.
0: A these, all these things are regulated, right? I mean, like, one of the things I think of is safety of my parents, and at the time, safety of my grandparents. And so, like, whether it's the medical version of the home care, or the other version, these are all regulated, right? I mean, it's not just easy for somebody to come into your home and say, Oh, here I am, I'm going to take care of you.
1: Oh, definitely. It um, As a matter of fact, that's why they made it regulated, especially for in-home care, because there's been a big time rise in elderly abuse, Um, a lot of scams, elderly scams are going on. um, And that typically happens with um, caregivers or maybe a facility that is not regulated. Um, So with independent in-home care agencies, um, we are like for us, we are regulated by the Department of Social Services under the Home Care Services Bureau. That means all of our home care aides have to be registered through the DSS. They have to be background checked. They have to be TV tested. Um, And then everything else depends on the company or the agency's um, policy. Training is also a big part of it. So, um, being um, also one of the regulations with the DSS is to have initial and annual training with all the caregivers. So that kind of may that is kind of nice to know that agencies are being regulated and um, we do get inspected. So, um, so that's the other thing. So if we don't do things right, we do get. Um, inspected. It's for protection for a senior um, population. Now, I'm not going to say it's bad, but IHSS, you are employing the caregiver yourself. Um, so a lot of these caregivers don't have workers' call. They don't pay payroll taxes so or anything like that. Um, if they get hurt at your place now you have to ask yourself who's going to be liable for that and a lot of people will just say well you know it's okay because we have home insurance well guess what if you file a claim with home insurance companies and they find out it is regarding to a person that you've employed then they'll know this is kind of like a workers, ins- uh, workers comp issue. Um, so the next time, there's two things that could happen. Your home insurance company may increase your insurance policy or they will drop you because you're using it as a workers comp um, policy for those people. So you have to be really careful. And if you don't know this, it can get really, really, really ugly.
0: Ethel, thank you so much for joining us this week on the program and educating our audience. Look, I mean, we're all going to go through it, whether we like it or yeah. not. And today you could feel like Superman or Superwoman and <laughs> you could be as strong as a rock. But eventually time you can't escape time. Time yeah. is just going to wear you down and you're just going to get older And so thank you for educating our audience today about this very important topic. Yes. Thank you to our audience members listening to this program on Talk Radio 1550, KXEX, that's on the AM dial. Thank you also to those listening again on the podcast, which is on Spotify and many other podcast streaming uh, websites. Thank you to those watching on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area and all over. If you're streaming through the streaming service, you can get the app on various different things like Hulu, Amazon, and all those cool things that are out now. Our guest this week has been Ethel Groger. She is the CEO of CareMax Senior Solutions, and she's also a member of the Home Care Association of America. I was your host, Sevok Tatiosian. Tune in next week to a new edition. Face Logic Spa is a proud supporter of San Joaquin Spotlight. Face Logic Spa is located at Herndon and Willow in Clovis and offers both soothing customized facials as well as facial treatments. Facial treatments include hydrofacial as well as microderm abrasion. For more information, call 559 324 7546